Hey, everyone. <laughs> Hustle and excited to bring to you another Smart Hustle report on small business trends. And here we're talking to Tracy and Danny who are, and Tracy and Danny, it is Wicked Good Cupcakes. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Awesome. And uh, many of you might have seen their episode on Shark Tank and read or heard about them otherwise, but I'm really happy to talk to them today and bring to you not just their story, which I think is incredible and amazing, but really their insight and advice on how we can scale businesses, how we can be a little more personable and, uh, and do better customer service. And I know they're doing some cool things with Canon as well. So, Tracy, maybe I'll start with you, or Danny, if that's more your role, but Tracy, maybe I'll start with you. Why don't you just recap for us what is Wicked Good Cupcakes, how did you start it, and uh, maybe up to the point of the famous Shark Tank episode. Why don't you give us a recap of who you guys are? Sure. So um, I'm Tracy. I'm the mom. Danny is my youngest of three kids, and she was the last to move out, which made me incredibly sad. And kind of out of desperation, I, I reached out to her and asked her if she would take a cake decorating class with me once a week just as a way that we could spend more time together. And being the good kid that she was, she agreed. And so that's what we did. I like, for I like good kids. That's a good thing. Good kids are very yep. nice to have. <laughs> so I'm the third kid. I'm the best kid. Yeah. <laughs> She's the baby for sure. Um, so it was great. So we did this for a couple weeks, and we started to um, play around with fondant and some things in our kitchen. And... We started to post online what we were creating, and we were working, remember, we were working out of our home kitchen. This was just totally a hobby. And family and friends started to order from us, and that was great. But all of a sudden, we started to have corporate clients, which was really strange. I'm still to this day not sure how that happened. And I can remember our very first corporate order was from Milton Academy, and they wanted 200 cupcakes. Wow. And yeah, so imagine we're using this wall oven that we have that we can only bake 12 at a time to two dozen, and it really was time to decide, are we going to rein this in or are we going to go for it and start a business? So we decided to start a business. Mm-hmm. Now, neither Danny or I have a college degree. We don't have MBAs. Uh, we had no formal culinary training, and we had no money. So... We forget and you know the only what, thing Tracy, that was, Tracy, that, that? Might be a good, that might be a good thing, not having all three of those things. I bet it made you a lot smarter, hungry, and a lot of other things I could say. But just so you know, you know, Damon John's book, uh, The Power of Broke, comes to mind. But please continue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, we were really um, underqualified. But we figured the easiest thing to get would be money. So we hit up my husband, and he gave us a $30,000 loan with the stipulation that that was it, sink or swim. And we had to use that to build out our space. We had to, you know, buy our dry goods. Um, If we could afford to, we could hire some part-time people to work with us. But that was it, and that's what we started with. Um, We opened the doors to our facility October 1st, 2011. And that very first day, we sold well over 1,000 cupcakes. So we were really well-received by um, the people in the community. And... We just we um, just took it from there. Worked every day. Danny and I didn't pay ourselves the first year and a half that we were in business. But so we opened October first, uh, twenty eleven. My husband Scott, his company built us a website. So we started to get a little bit of 
national traction. Right. And with that came the request to ship across the country. And as you can imagine, with cupcakes being perishable and delicate, there was really no good way to ship them. And we ordered from every large cupcake company that was shipping across the country, and we just weren't happy with how the product was arriving. It was either smashed or stale or melted. So we knew that we couldn't ask the price that people asked for a dozen cupcakes if we couldn't ship it and have it arrive looking beautiful. So by accident one night, um, my husband had the TV on in the background, and it happened to be a show about canning. And he woke me up and said, this is how you're going to ship your cupcakes. You're going to put them in mason jars. This is how you're going to do it. And I honestly, at first thought, it was the stupidest idea I ever heard. But he wore us down, and we decided to beta test with friends and family across the country. And we told them that we were going to send them something, and they had to report back. How did, how did it arrive? Did they understand the concept? Would they ever buy it? Would they send it as a gift? Did it taste good? What did it look like? Take pictures. And pretty much with the feedback that we got, and they were all really good about giving really great, honest feedback, we launched our cupcake jars that December in 2011, so just shortly after we opened. We had wow. no money to market. Our total goal was to sell enough of these cupcake jars to pay our rent, which was $3,000 a month. Right. And it happened that a student from Salem State College uh, bought for his professor two cupcake jars, and I remember this because I hand wrote out her card for him, and she was traveling uh, for the holidays, and she went through Boston, Logan, and um, the TSA took the cupcake jars out of her bag and said, oh, what are these? And she said, they're cupcakes. And they said, oh, those look yummy, and let her go through. <laughs> and then she saved one for the return trip home, and when she was going through McCarran in Nevada, they stopped her, and they wouldn't let her through. They said the frosting was a gelatinous substance and that um, these were a national security risk. So she happened to take a picture of the TSA officer. She sent it to Boing Boing, and it went viral. The next day, people were calling us, telling us that our cupcake jars were on the news, that they wow. were confiscated. Um, Danny and I were named a national security threat. The, <laughs> Department of Homeland, the Department of Homeland Security was on our website 200 times the month of December, and the TSA took yeah. so much flack. Like, if you Google TSA and cupcake jars, Wait till you see what you find. So in January, the head of the TSA came out and said, um, there's been a lot of misunderstanding. These aren't your average run-of-the-mill cupcakes. And again, sales took off. So we had a little bit of proof of concept. I knew now people were going to start to copy us, so I immediately that April applied to Shark Tank. I heard back in three days from casting we went through the whole process, and then in July of 2012, they flew us out to film our episode. Um, wow. we, accepted a we accepted a royalty deal with Kevin, and the rest is history. I love it. This, thank, thank you for sharing that. And, Danny, I'm curious, how do you and your mom, or Tracy, how do you all divide your roles? Do you have a, a, a role division, or do you do everything? That, Danny, do you have a particular strength that Tracy doesn't have? Tracy, do you have a particular strength that Danny doesn't have? Danny, how do you address that side of the equation? Um, well, we all have different roles in the company, which is really nice because it's a nice balance system that we have. And I handle all like the daily operations in 
uh, our Hanover location, and I also help run our Faneuil Hall location. Right, got it, got it. And so, and so what? And so then, Tracy, how do you um, do? You find that the division of labor works well for you, or doesn't work well? And Danny as well. How do you all, especially being family members, does that work well pretty much for you both? Yeah, I think so. I think the fact that we all have our strengths is really important because um, it gives us ownership of what we do. And if we were all working on the same thing, being family, I think invariably uh, fighting would ensue. <laughs> I know it would with my husband and I. Um, yeah, we all respect each other. We all um, respect each other's strengths. I work more on the product, new product development, um, building the brand. I do a lot of our social media. So my work is completely different than Danny's work. And our work is completely different than my husband, Scott. He's our um, CFO and CTO, and he really is the one who brought us to the next level. So it's it. really a, a good fit for all of us. Love it. So it's truly a family business. I'm um, talking about Tracy V social media. That's one, you know, I speak around the world helping small businesses with a variety of things. Um, why don't you give me some tips if you can, if you're prepared to, just what are some things that you're doing right using the power of social media? What are some things you're like, Ramon, here's what I'm doing wrong or what you stopped doing? Anything you can share with us and advise us on the aspect of it or marketing in general that you want to talk about, but in particular social media because I know it's a very uh, hot subject for many. Right. So the first thing with social media, the first rule is never, ever, 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 even on your personal social media outlets, talk about politics, religion, or anything that could cause a controversy. Ever, ever. I can't tell you how many people say to me, well, I didn't post on my business page, but I posted on my personal page. And it's like, dude, you are your business. And yep. it doesn't it does not matter. There is no separation in social media. So that's number one. I don't talk I don't get involved in any political conversation whatsoever. Yep. Um, secondly, I love to tell people to stop selling. Stop, 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 mm. stop, stop. Give your customer something. Give them, I don't know, for us, let's say we're a family business. People are interested in what we do on vacation. They're interested in our day-to-day -day life. Right. We um, post really stupid cupcake puns. We give people recipe tips. We interview people we think are interesting. We we don't always do the hard sell. People know who mm -hmm. we are. They know we sell cupcake jars. Um, it really just becomes noise and, quite honestly, irritating. Um, you know, when you're getting uh, all these sales thrown at you, and even with emails, I have some friends who have companies, and they send two emails a day, and we do one a week, unless we have something really special going on. That right. we might do two. It, it, people just don't want that intrusion. And it's funny because with an email, they can just not read it and delete it. But for some reason, it still makes people nuts when they feel like they're getting too many emails from someone. I um, agree. And I think, Tracy, part of that, Tracy, I think is that people don't have a short-term outlook on things or don't have a long-term outlook. They're so concerned, and I understand it, with getting the dollar quickly, they forget to build a long-term relationship. But please continue with other, other aspects of that, please. Yeah, I'm trying to think about what else I, we try to practice on social media. That's, um, that's good right there, Tracy. You gave me a whole book right there. But if you have some more, continue. If not, we'll go on. But just, what you gave so far is great. Just being respectful of other people, being mindful, not making mm -hmm. obviously crude or crass comments, not talking about people's um, physical appearance, just some of the things sure. that you think people would know but clearly do not know um, based yep. on what I've seen. 
Got it. Just being Wonderful. really, being Switzerland, being really neutral, being upbeat and happy. Right, and what's focusing that? on the cupcake. <laughs> right, what's not fun about a cupcake, right? Right, right, love it. So, and Danny, remind me, what was your, your half of the equation? I, I, the phone kind of cut out for me when you said that. I know, Tracy, you're doing uh, marketing and things. And Danny, what's your, what's your uh, strength, your superpower in this uh, equation uh, for uh, Wicked Good Cupcakes? Uh, I'm the daily operations manager in our Hanover location, so I handle pretty much everything that goes on in there, and I also am uh, the shipper, meaning I ship all of our products out from our Hanover location. Got it. Maybe, Danny, and this, again, whoever wants to answer is fine, but, Danny, I want to turn to you to this to talk about maybe some tips on scaling. I know in a few minutes you can't talk about everything that went through and things like that, but I'm curious, you know, if you're talking to business owners and hundreds of thousands will probably be listening to this interview eventually, what are some advice and tips that you'd give to others and they're thinking about, you know what, we want to scale. We want to be the next Wicked Good Cupcakes, but we sell ties or we're accounting. Anything that comes to your mind, Danny, and then uh, uh, Terry, feel free to, Tracy, feel free to, to chime in, that you can think of, you know, here's some things we've done regarding scaling. I'd like to know a little, some things you guys have done, and maybe any advice for others in general. So, Danny, what, what's your thoughts on that? And then, Tracy, feel free to comment, please. This is Tracy. Danny, Danny um, really doesn't, isn't involved in that end aspect no problem, of the business. No problem. So, sorry. If you, if you don't I mind, you're stuck with you me again. <laughs> I didn't mean to take you off, uh, I'll cut you off guard, uh, Danny, but go ahead, Tracy. Thank you. Sure. So scaling is an interesting thing, right? And especially for us because we grew 600% the year following Shark Tank, so that's a little out of the norm. Right, right. But at the end of the day, if you imagine what I'm telling you and just supersize it, it's how we managed you need to be able to execute and you need to have really good systems in place. And in order to do that, we had to really identify what type of business we were. So, you know, if I'm talking to the average Joe and I say, I own Wicked Good Cupcakes, they think you own a bakery. But right. in reality, Wicked Good Cupcakes is actually a technology company. It's a distribution company. It's a customer service company and it's a gifting company. And each one of those companies, if you will, that fall under the Wicked Good umbrella need to have the proper systems and people working at them in place in order to succeed and to scale properly. So execution, number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, a really, really important thing that you need to remember always are your customers. Without your customers, you have no business. So you need to have fabulous customer service. You need to um, be aware of trends, what's going on in the world, who, who are your customers currently, who are the up-and-coming customers, what are they looking for, what do, they, what do they find important, do they like to go in a store, do they like to shop online. All these things um, work into play when you're starting to scale your business. Obviously, um, a lot of businesses when they're growing don't have any money. So taking advantage of free things like social media, or for us, we used to do a lot of donating um, to charitable mm -hmm. events and get the word out by word of mouth, and that was really helpful. Um, obviously, Shark Tank killed it for us and, and gave us great customer acquisition without any, any cash outlay, so that right. was really wonderful. But those are some of the things that we do um, to scale and how we have done. 
No, I love it. It's, it's powerful for sure. Um, and I'm curious, uh, uh, Tracy or Danny, regarding the operations and things of this nature, just um, regarding uh, shipping and things. I know we have a, a nice number of our audience uh, who, who are in shipping, who have products. Anything you've learned, and again, it's not fair to you all. You know, there's so many things. We're talking about shipping and posting, logistics and packaging. But any big-scale, big pillars you're saying, hey, Ramon, here's kind of some big things we've learned in not having a service business where it could be phone or download an app. You have a product. Anything that you can share with us that we can learn from you all from Wicked Good Companies? Sure. So we were one of the first companies on our website to give the customer the opportunity to pick the date that the product arrived, not not pick when the product was shipping. Because when a customer would call, they didn't care when it shipped. They wanted to know when it was arriving because normally – we're sent as a gift. 85% of our business is a gift. And um, people want to know when it's little Johnny's birthday that the cupcake jar is going to be there for little Johnny's birthday. So my husband wrote some code and built us a, a shipping calendar that enabled us to do that. So that was really important. The other thing was knowing our product. We had to make sure with shipping that our product was never on the road for more than three days. Now, it's interesting because obviously shipping costs, um, shipping from the Northeast to California, you would think is expensive, but California is our third biggest, um, our third biggest state. Thank you, right. Danny. A <laughs> third biggest customer. Um, right. So it's really interesting. Um, and we're always constantly working with UPS. We get our rates lowered, and we've... Um, made sure that we have for shipping and ordering a flawless website, easy to navigate, um, no roadblocks getting to that checkout cart. Um, All of those things are really important. Awesome. No, thank you for that. And again, I know shipping is is something, a monster that you have to keep your eye on. Um, And last thing I'd like to ask, but again, because I know we're coming up to the, you know, a few minutes before we got, I want you guys to get back and (laughs) do what you're doing for Small Business Saturday with Canon and et cetera. What's the role Canon is having with um, uh, Wicked Good Cupcakes? I know Canon is one of the leading uh, printing imaging companies helping small businesses and doing all sorts of cool things. Uh, Anything in particular that you want to share that they're doing with you or otherwise regarding Canon's role in Wicked Good Cupcakes? Sure. So the the partnership is really cool because even though Canon is just this monster brand, this huge company, they've still maintained their small business thinking and that customer mm-hmm. service is extremely important, which, which is a mantra that we live by also. Right. And when you have a large company that you have the confidence as a consumer uh, to purchase from and then know you will, in fact, be able to contact them, that's huge. Because I can tell you from personal experience, there are so many times that I've gone online to buy something, and if I just feel like I'm either searching for the contact information or I'm getting this gut feeling that making a return or looking for some kind of support is going to be difficult, I am not buying. So the fact that Canon keeps all of their uh, service and support in the U.S., 100%, that's really big, and that speaks volumes to their dedication to smaller businesses. Absolutely. No, for sure. And I, I applaud Canon for that as well. Uh, but Danny and, and Tracy, this has been amazing. Anything I didn't ask you, and again, I know time has been so short, anything I didn't ask you that you wanted to share or that I left out, um, Danny or Tracy, feel free to uh, I'll give you the last word if there's anything else you wanted to mention. And if not, it's good too. <laughs> but I, I always give my guests the, anything else they wanted to mention. Well, we need your address so we can send you some Wicked Good Cupcakes. So you need wow. to email us. <laughs> now I'm blushing. I will buy them. <laughs> 
and I'm going to be your customer for my for my clients. But thank you. I will send you my address gladly, but I will send it to you when I buy them. I support small businesses too. But um, but no, this has been great, and I really appreciate your time. And again, this has been uh, Danny and Tracy of Wicked Good Cupcakes. Uh, hearing about how they're scaling their business, growing their business, uh, shipping uh, the cupcakes and in jars and uh, marketing and 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 as as tra- as you said Tracy really focus more on the customers and uh, not try to make the you know sell 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 so much. And my name is Ramon Ray and this has been the Smart Hustle Report on small business trends. <laughs>